The Penguins signed Eric Carlson and the Caps extended Tom Wilson. Who has the better team? I'll discuss next on this edition of Locked On Capitals. Your Locked On Capitals, your daily podcast on the Washington Capitals. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, hello and welcome into this edition of Locked on Capitals. I'm so glad you decided to join me today. As always, this podcast is free and available on all the major platforms, including the SiriusXM app and on YouTube. And I want to thank you for making this your first listen each and every day. My name is Dan Holmey. You can find me on Twitter. It's at DanCaps218. You can find the show on Twitter. It's at Locked on Caps. And today's episode is brought to you by Bird Dogs. Go to birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or enter promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat. And with any order, you won't want to take your bird dogs off. We promise you. In today's episode of Locked on Capitals, we talk about the movement Uh, That has gone on in the Metro Division. We know that the Penguins swung for the fences and finally took Eric Carlson off the market. What will that mean for the Pens? We also know that we can finally put to bed the whole Tom Wilson deal. What team ultimately is better and can either of these aging teams compete in the Metro Division? We'll talk about that in the show. A little bit later, we will talk about how Kuznetsov talks about it's not all about Alex Ovechkin scoring goals. This team wants to win games at the end of the day. And then we'll talk about how Wilson is going to be the captain after Alex Ovechkin hangs up the skates. And that is where we will start today. And uh, it's not too novel of a thing to say or to think about that Tom Wilson is going to be the next captain of the Caps once uh, Alex Ovechkin hangs up the skates. It just seems to be that trajectory. And everything that I'm hearing is that uh, Alex has kind of taken Tom Wilson under his wing. And uh, they seem similar personalities, alpha personalities, if you will. And uh, you can kind of see some of the things that have already been taught uh, to Tom Wilson about that you don't need to engage in every fight that is brought your way. You know, if there is a fourth line guy that's trying to make a name for himself by taking on the, the tough Tom Wilson, you can just walk away from it. It's okay. Your your uh, masculinity and uh, you know who you are as a hockey player is still in check. You don't need to take on every junkyard dog in the league. And uh, also, you know, just working on your game about being a leader and being an example to the other players on the team. And how this is best exemplified, it, like I spoke about in a previous episode, and if you're an everyday, you know what I'm talking about, is that even the players that are older – then Tom Wilson look up to him, most notably T.J. Oshie. T.J. Oshie gave the ultimate compliment when he said, I hope my sons grow up to be like Tom Wilson. You can't really ask for any greater praise in the world uh, than asking that your own children turn out to be someone like Tom Wilson. So that speaks volumes of what kind of player he is. And uh, I think that, you know, Tom Wilson is just positioning himself to be that captain. And just based on the length of that contract, we know that the current contract for Ovi is three years. And, uh, you know, there's always the chance he could sign an extension. But Tom Wilson signed a seven-year extension. He is going to be here 
for the long term. And I think that, you know, he is already getting kind of molded and put in uh, to in position to be that next captain. And it is exciting. And uh, again, I know a lot of people have talked about it. Uh, I've talked about it on this podcast and previous Capitals podcasts I've had. Tom Wilson said, I've had a pretty cool perspective coming into D.C. with Ovi to be able to learn from him, watch him and help him in whatever way I can has been pretty cool. You can never take it for granted playing with someone like that. And who is that someone that we're talking about? Currently ranked number two in all-time goals scored, not to mention many other milestones, but who will be revered as one of, if not the greatest hockey players of all time. That is quite a guy uh, to be able to kind of mold your career after. He's been amazing to me, an amazing leader. He's taken me under his wing. He's had a lot of conversations with me about four or five years down the road or wherever it is what it means to be a leader. And he's been fairly vocal with me the last uh, while here talking about what it'll mean to be a good leader. He said, I just try to soak it all in. Um, so it kind of seems like he was hand chosen uh, by Alex Ovechkin to be that next captain um, and kind of a, a special moment for me as a Capitals fan is you kind of start to see the changing of the guard. You know, you're starting to see these players that have been with this team for quite some time. They're kind of moving into their twilight years you know as far as hockey is concerned i know these aren't old men in regular uh people's terms but as far as you know a hockey player is concerned they're getting older backstrom you know and the issues that he's had and oshi and john carlson you know these guys that are the nucleus of you know this team that have been here through you know the highest points and the lowest points they're getting older so we need to kind of start to set into place who the next you know regime is going to be? Who is going to be the next core of Capitals players? And I think they have the perfect leader in Spencer Carberry to kind of lead this team in the direction that it should go. We cannot hold on to this team forever. And in the last segment, I'll talk about how the Caps and the Pens are one of the teams in the league or two of the teams in the league, rather, that are really trying to hold on to their veteran core more than most any other team in the league, um, and that they're ultimately trying to squeeze as much juice as they possibly can out of this, you know, aging teams here that, uh, you know, they have still great potential. Can they ultimately compete uh, in the Metro division? Again, I'll talk about that a little bit later in the show, but a special thing for the Capitals as you start to see the future take shape. Uh, we're talking about here um, Ovechkin's current contract, a five-year extension that he signed during the 21 offseason expires after the 25-26 campaign with Wilson's seven-year extension. The 29-year-old winger became just the third player on the roster sign past what could be Ovi's final year in DC writes RMNB. So um, special times, you know, kind of bittersweet, you know, you think about the many accomplishments that Ovi and I don't want to get all ahead of myself. There's still three seasons of here, but you know, just kind of positioning yourself for the future. It's the signs of a great hockey team. I don't want to give away too much of that because obviously they are private conversations and they're just meaningful, meaningful to me. Wilson said, just to have him there to show support that he's given me since day one, I've been really lucky to have a lot of great teammates, a lot of great leaders to look up to. And that starts with Alex Ovechkin. And, um, you know, if you take a look at it, there have been, you know, captains of teams that have had okay careers, uh, some better than others, but I don't think that you could kind of 
follow after anyone's footsteps any better than Alex Ovechkin. He has been one of the greatest captains of any hockey team ever, in my opinion. And, um, leads by example um, and, you know, has just kind of taken a lot of these young players under the wing and kind of had the attitude that you're going to play no matter what you're going to play hard until the final horn sounds. And uh, you can see a certain amount of accountability when Alex Ovechkin is on the ice. He never mails it in, in my opinion, opinion. I've never seen him, you know, come off half cocked ever. I think that he's always given his level best. He's played injured. He has gone above and beyond what a lot of other players and captains have done. And uh, you're starting to see that evident uh, in Tom Wilson as well. So uh, it is a special moment for Caps fans uh, to kind of see the future of this team. You know, finally, if you look into the horizon, you're going to see your Connor McMichael, your Hendricks Lop here, your Vinny Iario, your Ryan Leonard, you know, your Andrew Cristal, those kind of things. Um, so um, it is a, a special time to see what this team is going to look like. But Tom Wilson kind of being anointed uh, by Alex Ovechkin as the next captain of the team is kind of a cool passing of the torch, if you will. Uh, and it's going to be interesting to see how this all unplays. All right, so coming up here, we will talk about how uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov made some comments about saying, you know, we want Ovechkin to score more goals, but it's not all about scoring goals. We want to win more cups. I'll talk about that straight ahead. Bird dogs. Bird dogs make you look good. Bird dog stretch khaki shorts are designed to fit slimmer through the thigh and leg, giving you a truly sculpted look. If you're a guy out there that is still wearing cargo shorts, throw those things in the garbage. You should have done that years ago. You're going to look so much better in a pair of bird dogs. Bird dog shorts do the exact same thing as Lululemon, but fit way better. They fit way better than regular shorts and are made of a stiff, restricting cotton. So go to birddogs.com slash Locked on NHL or enter promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat with your order. That's birddogs.com slash locked on NHL or promo code locked on NHL for a free white tech hat. You won't want to take off your bird dogs. We promise you. All right. Welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network your team every day make sure and subscribe or follow locked on capitals on all podcast platform and on youtube as i have a lot of great guests lined up for you for what is the remainder of the summer we're already into august that means that training camp is just right around the corner and locked on capitals has got you covered all right in this next segment here we are going to talk about the comments that uh, Evgeny Kuznetsov made that, you know, we're here to, to win hockey games and we want Alex Ovechkin to pass Gretzky at some point. But make no mistake about it, that's not what it is all about. And these kind of armchair coaches don't really know what they're talking about. And Evgeny Kuznetsov, kind of a quirky guy, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say quirky, a little bit of a quirky guy, um, has the potential of being one of the greatest players in the NHL. Those are according to him if if he wanted to be. He just doesn't necessarily want to put in the work. And then there was all the talk about, you know, him wanting to get traded out of D.C. And he kind of rebuffed it. And then he said, not so much. And Mike Bogle said, yeah, he really did say that. So to hear these words come from him is a bit interesting. But uh, this is just kind of what's going on here 
uh, talking about the many comments that people have made about, you know, this team has to be totally engaged with Alex Ovechkin overtaking Wayne Gretzky. And those are good goals, but there are other players on this team and they have their own goals. Uh, Kuznetsov was first asked if the main task of Washington for the coming years was not team results, but Ovechkin setting the record. He said, these are couch experts discussing Kuznetsov said as transcribed uh, by Russian media. Any normal person who is involved in hockey understands that he will beat Gretzky anyway, it's just a matter of time. Therefore, there is no such task and was not and will not be in any order purposely play for Sasha. I think it's stupid because it can't be done. It doesn't make sense. He will still beat him and we will still celebrate together. Uh, so this is kind of, you know, Kuznetsov being outspoken as he was of talking about uh, initially about the reports of him getting wanting to get traded out of D.C., and he, his comments were, this is just social media people trying to generate clicks for their Instagram page and that kind of thing. So he definitely does have opinions on, you know, these armchair quarterbacks or hockey players or these social media types. Uh, no, what is there to discuss, Kuznetsov said? It is clear that Ovi will score. It is just a matter of time. In general, uh, we rarely discuss hockey among ourselves. We try to talk more about other topics because there is so much hockey in our life. Uh, therefore, our task is different to move away from hockey for a couple of hours when we sit at dinner or spend time somewhere else. And, you know, I think to a lot of outsiders, you must think to yourself, that is all they talk about. Hey, man, are you going to set up over here and I'm going to set up in front of the net and this is how we're going to do it. These guys eat, sleep, talk, walk, hockey all the time. They need a break from it sometime. And um, I mean, it's a poignant comment by Kuzi, honestly. And I think that everyone, of course, is pulling for Alex Ovechkin to beat Wayne Gretzky. It is going to happen. There is one thing that could stymie or stunt that push to pass him and is, you know, father time is coming for us all, is can Alex Ovechkin stay healthy. Listen, we know that he is the Russian machine that never breaks, but he is still getting older. And, um, you know, the potential of him getting injured is there. And uh, But I'm just going to look at it that historically, he's been a pretty healthy guy. And uh, that's all we can hope for going forward is that he can maintain that health and uh, to kind of keep pushing this team uh, in the right direction because we do want him to pass Gretzky. But one of the things that Ovechkin said on day one of the season last season was that, it, you know, of course he wants to beat the record, but above and beyond that, he wants to win more cups in DC. The question is, is does the roster have what it takes to win another cup? That is a story for the last segment of the show, but Taking a look at it, of course. And, you know, kind of what Kuznetsov is saying. It's going to happen. I mean, look at all the milestones he's knocked down. Look at all the players he's blown by on the way to this goal. It's going to happen. Let's just stop talking about it. And let's start talking about the rest of the team and how we're going to all play well. And understand that we don't all just talk about hockey 24-7. We have lives. We have wives. We have kids. We have lives outside the hockey rink. Uh, and I think that that is good advice for anyone because you all need lives outside of what you do at your nine to five. All right. So coming up here, we will talk about the moves that were made around the Metro division and around the NHL at large. Eric Carlson 
is finally off, uh, you know, the market and has settled in with the Pittsburgh Penguins totally bolstering that aging team. And how did the Capitals respond? Well, they extended Tom Wilson uh, to a seven-year contract. Well, they didn't exactly happen in that order, but you know what I'm talking about. Those were the two big moves that were made. Are those moves going to be enough to help the Pens and the Capitals in a competitive Metro division? I'll talk about that straight ahead. All right, welcome back into this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. So in this last segment here, we are going to talk about the movement that has taken place. Uh, like I talked about earlier in the show, we know that Carlson, Eric Carlson, that is, got traded um, out to the Penguins from the San Jose Sharks. And a bunch of, you know, to quote the Locked On Pittsburgh Penguin guys, that a bunch of the pretty much they traded, you know, some of the best players on the Sharks for some of the poorest players on the Penguins. So it seems like a, a victory in the assessment of locked on Penguins. But uh, is is that ultimately going to be the case? One player cannot do everything, but I think that the Penguins got a lot better. I think the Capitals got a lot better by, you know, uh, re-signing Tom Wilson to a new deal for the long term. So those are some moves that were made. But as I take a look at the Capitals, and let's start with the Capitals. This is locked on Capitals, for God's sakes, is uh, were the moves of signing Joel Edmondson and Max Pacioretty enough? You know, is signing Spencer Carberry's the new head coach and new assistants enough? Uh, I'm not so sure, you know, I want to be hopeful and I know that there's also going to be the integration of players down in Hershey. You're going to pop potentially see, you know, Connor McMichael, you're going to see Beck Malenstein, Alexi Protus, you know, not to mention whatever other player really kind of steps up in training camp. But are those moves and is this roster as we kind of see it roughly is that going to be good enough to compete against the young teams, to compete with the teams that have a higher skill set? I would say that the Capitals and the Penguins, like I talked about off the top there, are both trying to get as much as they possibly can out of these aging all-stars, I guess I'm going to say, um, that uh, they were really good in their prime. I mean, who are we talking about on the Capitals? We're talking about Ovechkin, Backstrom, Oshie, Carlson. Um, and then you take a look over at the Penguins, and we're talking about Sidney Crosby, Melkin, Latang, that kind of thing. Are those aging all-stars, I'm going to put in quotes, are those and the crew around them good enough to do big things in the Metro? I guess a lot of it is we're going to have to wait and see. I haven't heard any way early predictions on the Capitals, but how, I, how about I make one for you right off the cuff here, just totally off the spot here as I record this in early August is I think that the Capitals, um, if they go into the season, and that's the caveat, if there's a big, big move, then of course everything's going to change. My opinion's going to change. But if it is as of right now, and you have Wilson, and you have Backstrom, and you have Carlson, and all the key pieces, and they are in, on the roster for a lion's share of the season, I see the Capitals being a wild card team. And I can't see into my crystal ball any further than that and I kind of put the Penguins in that same position. I think they made good moves that made them better. But did were they enough moves to make them great? 
Uh, I'm not so sure. That's why I still think, you know, and if Brian McClellan, you can hear me anywhere out there, I still think that you need to make some other big moves. And I know I'm going to hear this on Twitter and YouTube and all over the place. You wouldn't believe the different comments I hear. They're up against the salary cap. I know that. So that means that they would have to trade out a, a, you know, a person, a player, or they would have to put someone like Nick Backstrom on LTIR to make it work. And it's a big Jenga thing. But guess what? I'm not a general manager. I'm just telling you what I think needs to be done to make this work. And you know what? Before we start writing excuses that this cannot be done, how about Dubas uh, for the Penguins, who, as we know, that was on the Toronto Maple Leafs? How about him stamping his name on the Pittsburgh Penguins and going, how about that, the rest of the Metro division? It's your move now. Brian McClellan, it's your move now. You've seen what I did. What are you going to do? Are you going to step up to this? Do you think that you can step up to this? And that's what it's ultimately going to come to, puffing of chests, if you will. And uh, I think that it's going to be interesting. So there was a piece here that I was reading here talking about the different movement uh, that both of these teams have made. Still, the core players from the both the Capitals and Penguins winning teams aren't getting any younger. Sidney Crosby celebrated his 36th birthday Monday, and Ovi turns 38 next month. Wow, time has flied. The Penguins' 16-year playoff streak and the Caps' 8-year playoff streak ended last season. The moves made this summer show both teams are willing to sacrifice some future success to keep winning now. Pittsburgh, over the weekend, traded several players and two high draft picks to land Norris Trophy-winning defenseman Eric Carlson, a deal that came on the heels of Washington signing power forward Tom Wilson to a seven-year deal. So we take a look at it. Again, that was Kyle Dubas stamping his name and kind of laying out the gauntlet for everyone else. What are you going to do about it? Um, and it's going to be interesting. Brian McClellan, what are you going to do about it? What big moves potentially do you have up your sleeve? Or are we just going to go into the season and going, we did what we could do. We signed Patch Ready. We got Joel Edmondson. And I think we got some young talent down in Hershey that's, you know, looking for a promotion. Is that going to be enough? It's still challenging, McClellan said. We got some young guys that are still coming, but our goal is to remain competitive. I think it's a tricky balance, but we'll see if we can pull it off. I think it's important for Ovi, for all the veteran guys that we remain competitive, give them a chance to compete this story in the AP. So um, it is interesting. And um, one of the things that uh, was written in this article was that Dubas isn't worried about sending a message to Crosby, Melkin, and Latang or Coach Sullivan, but it speaks volumes about the direction the team is going in with no sign of a rebuild in sight. I would not say that's exactly the same for the Capitals. There is a rebuild in sight for the Capitals, and you can kind of mark it out and sketch it out. It's going to be roughly three years from now. So it's going to be interesting, the moves that the Caps have made. Again, Patch Ready, they signed Joel Edmondson, and they gave Tom Wilson a new deal. All great moves. But I am still hoping, and I'm kind of every day like it's going to happen, looking at my phone, what, it's going to happen. Some Something big is going to happen. And uh, the one day I was happy was Tom Wilson getting the seven-year deal. But I still think that something big awaits. 
And I think we're all just going to have to swallow down whatever kind of return that is. It might hit, it might be a little bit tough. It might be a top caps prospect. It might be something like that. And I'm not saying I'm for it, but I'm just saying that, you know, expect it in order to get something, you're going to have to give up something big. That's just the way life works. Um, So I think that, you know, a big piece moving out and everyone's knee jerk reaction. It's Kuznetsov or Manta. And I'm here to tell you that's not going to fetch a major return. It would be that plus like a Connor McMichael or a Hendricks LaPierre or something like that to be sweeteners is a term that I see thrown around quite a bit. So I'm not saying that I sign off on something like that, but if we are in fact all in on making this Caps team competitive, it's going to have to hurt a little bit. I hate to say it. Um, and that might mean, or it could be future draft picks. You know, that's one of the things is that the Capitals have acquired some draft capital that they may have to give up something like that. Um, you know, and that's that's all the way that it's going to be. You know, even if you wanted to move a veteran player on this team, a lot of the veterans on this team are diminished goods just based on age, based on history of injury, based on production going down a bit. So um, I do want the big moves, of course. It's just interesting to me, how are those moves going to manifest themselves? How is this team going to get better? I do not want this team to wander in the wilderness for the next three years. I just really don't. And I, I know I hear the things all the time that, you know, they would assign more than Pat Reddy or Joel Edmondson, but they didn't have enough money. Other GMs figure it out. That's all I'm here to tell you. Uh, you know, we can make excuses all the live long day. Um, but you know, that's not what I'm about. I don't want to hear excuses. I want to hear solutions about how this team is going to be competitive. The Capitals and all the teams that Ted Leonsis runs have a history of doing great things. And I think that, uh, Ted Leonsis is, you know, going to hold uh, him accountable, Brian McClellan and Brian McClellan's going to hold Spencer Carberry. You know how the things stuff goes downhill. That's going to be the case here. So I am optimistic about what lies ahead for this team. I just want a bigger move. I think they, they're going in the right direction. I just think they need to make some bigger moves. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitalists. And are you a fan of other DC sports? Well, Locked On has got you covered. We got Locked On Nationals, Commanders, and Wizards. So no matter what major team it is, Locked On has got you covered. All right. Once again, I want to thank you for joining me on this edition of Locked On Capitals, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. My name is Dan Holmey, and I'll talk to you again next time.